This is Tuesday, January 11th. It's a fun little exercise to try with a friend. Without telling your friend the song, tap out that song with your fingers on a table between you. Now here's why it's fun. Your friend is not likely to notice even the simplest song. It is even more interesting because this will be a great surprise to you. And here's why. As you're tapping out the song, you are hearing it in your head, making sense of the rhythm. It makes sense to you and actually seems easy. But your friend has no idea of what's going on in your head. They can only hear the tapping. They have little idea what song you have in mind. As we learned yesterday, this is called the curse of knowledge. Because you know the tune, you assume others will know it as well. Now this week we are looking at wisdom and knowledge and why we cannot find ultimate meaning and satisfaction in life there. Here's our text for today. Ecclesiastes 1 verse 14 to 16. I have seen everything that is done under the sun, and behold, it all is vanity and a striving after wind. What is crooked cannot be made straight, and what is lacking cannot be counted. I said in my heart, I have acquired great wisdom, surpassing all who were over Jerusalem before me, and my heart has had great experience of wisdom and knowledge. Now, here are a number of things to notice about the teacher's words. First, as we learned yesterday, the pursuit of knowledge can lead to pride. Notice in this section of the text how many times we hear the word I. I have seen everything. I said in my heart. I have acquired great wisdom. My heart has had great experience of wisdom. Now, while we learned that that, that was true for Solomon... Is this cause for pride? Should not knowledge lead to humility and wisdom to being more reserved? The teacher is revealing his heart and what has happened to him in the process. You see, there can be a problem when you think you're the smartest person in the room, even if you are the smartest. This is often where the pursuit of knowledge and wisdom leads. We hear this in the condescending voices of scientists or politicians sometimes preachers as well. You can see how it can be difficult to learn when one believes that he or she has nothing to learn from others. But there's something else about wisdom and knowledge. It doesn't matter how much you know if your topic is unknowable, undiscoverable to you. You say, well, what do I mean? Well, imagine Macbeth going on a hunt for Shakespeare. He is living in the story of Shakespeare the one that Shakespeare wrote. But he can't find Shakespeare there. Yes, there may be traces in the nature of the story, but he is nowhere in the story. And that is what it feels like to pursue knowledge and wisdom as a way to get to the answer to the meaning of life. It's like we're listening to the tapping sounds, but we just cannot figure it out. This is something we cannot change as hard as we try. There is a crooked way that cannot be, be made straight, or better put, a hidden way that cannot be revealed by our effort. 
This is true. that the, It is true that the creation reveals the glory of the one that created it. But it does not render to us the answers we seek. Remember, the teacher has checked out everything. And he's found it all to be vanity, empty, a chasing after the wind. Now here's the thing about knowledge and how this book can help us. The gospel, the message of God in Christ coming into the world, gives us the music below the tapping, you might say. We can never figure out the song ourselves, and then Jesus shows up. He not only gives us the tune, but he sings the song. He lives in accordance with the music beneath everything in our world. We're still trying to figure it out. And Jesus has come. This is the only music that makes sense of the story we're living in. It is only because we are created by God that we are wired for joy and for beauty and for goodness. It is only because there's a music beneath our world that we're even trying to find the answer. If we were the product of mindless natural forces, would we take such an interest in truth? In a search for meaning? You see, Ecclesiastes may be the most depressing book in the Bible, but it's also the most helpful. Would we be searching if there was no treasure to be found? If something had not been lost, would we be seeking to find it? So even our search for knowledge points to how God made us. That God made us to live in a world pregnant with meaning and bursting with glory. And that's why we experience awe. It's why we enjoy traveling to discover new places. It's why each of us seems to be born with a homing beacon in our hearts, an aching desire to find our way home. It's why we love to solve mysteries. It's because we're living in such a mystery ourselves, and we long for the riddle to be solved and to enjoy the fullness of a life of meaning. And this is why Jesus came, and what he has invited us into. This is what he meant when he said, I've come that they might have life, life to the full. It's John 10.10. So let's pray. Everlasting God, we're cramming our heads with information. We forget so quickly what we have heard and even our knowledge slips away over time. What we are missing is you. Guide us to see our purpose and enable us by your spirit to lead lives of freedom and joy in the purpose you have for us. For in your name we pray, amen.